Cromwell's mind was far above his own person. No book can treat worthily of the great Oliver if the Protestant interest does not hold the foremost place in it. We speak in his spirit when we respect the ancient motto, Deo soli gloria, omnia humana idola periant. Protestantism is the great interest of Europe, of the world, and especially at this moment the great interest of England. While revising this essay, I met with a learned and distinguished work by an anonymous author on German Protestantism. I was delighted to find that my ideas in many cases agreed with his, and I have, in several instances, profited by them. All the Protestant forces must now be aroused, and to that end it is the duty of every evangelical writer to point them out. This task I have here feebly attempted, and I shall perhaps resume it at some future period, by publishing a few recollections of the journey I made in 1845 through Germany, England, and Scotland. The theological faculty of the University of Berlin, having recently conferred upon me the degree of Doctor in Divinity, a title which I had received some years ago from the College of Princeton, New Jersey, United States, I think it my duty to conform with the German custom and dedicate to that learned body the first work published by me subsequently to that high honour. This will explain to my British readers the motives for the dedication prefixed to this volume. J. H. Mel d'Aubigny, Geneva, May 1847 the author, having observed that in England he is frequently called Dr. Daubigny, takes the liberty of reminding his readers that his name is Mel Daubigny, the latter appellation being assumed by his grandfather, to prevent a name from becoming extinct, which deserved well of Protestantism. As it proceeds from a matrimonial alliance, it is not sufficient of itself to designate the author. The Protector An Introduction There are great crises in the history of man, in which the sovereignty of God over kings and people, however it may be hidden for a time from the eyes of the multitude, is manifested with such demonstrations of power as to excite the conviction of even the most incredulous. While favouring breezes bear the ship smoothly over the wide ocean, the crew and passengers, careless and inattentive, forget the arm of God, and perhaps give way to blasphemy. But when the Lord commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, when the billows dash over the vessel, when the sails are torn away and the masts are broken, when these thoughtless people mount up to the heaven and go down again to the depths, then the Almighty appears to them in the midst of the storm, all eyes behold him, all hearts tremble before him, and the most impious, falling on their knees, cry to him from the bottom of their souls. When man will not hear the still small voice in which Jehovah ordinarily addresses him, then, to use the language of Scripture, he passes by in a great and strong wind, rending the mountains and breaking the rocks in pieces. Of all the events which diversify human history, there is none in which mankind more readily acknowledge the intervention of the deity than in the revolutions of empires, the setting up and pulling down of kings. 
These great changes are usually attended by circumstances so unexpected and appalling that the eyes of the blindest are opened. Such events happened in England in the middle of the 17th century, when an attempt was made to revive the papal power. In every country, this enemy, under the direction of the Jesuits, was rising from beneath the heavy blows inflicted on it by the Reformation. It possessed one spiritual head which gave unity to its movements. And to support it, Spain, a stirring and fanatical power, was devoted to its interests and ready to give it her seat and great authority. Revelations 13, 2. Thus the papacy was recovering a great part of the ground it had lost in Germany, France, the Low Countries, Spain, and even in Italy. It was imagined that if Rome could possibly succeed in reconquering...